Hi there, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the SASCast and what will probably be the end of the SASCast as we know it. I'm Alex. I'm Julie. And so we've been leading up to this for the last day or two on social media about changes that are going to be occurring with the podcast. And for those that have followed us, uh, we'll probably know that we didn't always have the podcast called SASCast. Uh, we started off as a podcast called Musicals and Moscatos, uh, where we would sit after a show and chat with each other over a glass of wine. Around January, uh, we took a Broadway Across America tour, as you might know, and we decided that was a perfect chance to try to uh, branch out and go a different route with the podcast and expand outside of musicals and open up to more plays and a broad selection of movies. So hence, the SASCast was born, meaning stage and silver screen podcast. So I received many comments uh, about the new name when we did it. We finally listened and we're pleased to announce that uh, we're going to be returning to our roots, uh, but with a little change. Uh, after this episode, the podcast and website will be rebranded Musicals and Mimosas. We're changing from Moscatos for a few reasons. Uh, one, there's only so many Moscatos out there. Uh, when you go to a supermarket, grocery store and all, you'll find many, many versions of Chardonnays, Zinfandels, so on and so forth, right? Uh, two, uh, we had fun trying to theme our wines to the different shows. Outside of getting lucky with a name or a logo on a bottle, it was kind of hard to do. So with mimosas, uh, we feel this is going to increase our ability uh, to craft a new cocktail for each show. We will be posting the mimosa and the recipe on the site prior to the episode if you want to sip along with us as we chat. Uh, we, If you notice, we have kept the old logo design. Uh, we switched some colors up. Uh, the colors are still the same, but we switched up the symbol. Uh, there's a new font, and we added a splash of purple as an homage to Sass. You'll still be able to follow our adventures on Instagram and Twitter. If you're already following us, the names will be changing, so there should be nothing that you actually have to do to make the change. Once we know the usernames, we will post them on the homepage or on the website for your information. Uh, right now, you'll still be able to access us through sascast.com. By the end of the week, we will have the new uh, site up and running as well. It'll be simply musicalsandmimosas.com. Uh, right now, it is still under construction as we are getting that built. Uh, we will keep the SAS up as long as we can to create a jump point to the new site for you to make it as seamless as possible. Uh, with all that aside, if you have any questions or are you confused about anything, let us know. Uh, so for now, this is kind of an unexpected change. We did it last minute. So tonight and for the first one, we're going with Classic Mimosa. Uh, we put together with what we had, which is a sparkling Moscato wine. I left the bottle, and I don't remember what kind it is. Shame on me. It's Aldi, though. <laughs> it's like the Aldi brand. <laughs> uh, in the future, we will be telling you what we actually, what wines we actually mix with the juices, and we have just simple half orange juice, half Moscato. That's all we did with this one. Uh, so for now, let's sit down and let's chat musical, shall we? So let's start with the first one of the week, and uh, it's not really a musical, but we're still kind of transitioning out, and I saw it, and I feel like I need to say I saw it, and 
get it off my conscience. I saw Arcadian Broad's Wonderland Mad Tales of the Hatter. Uh, this is a opera, uh, ballet. Sorry. It is a ballet, and Arcadian Broad is a little kind of prodigy for the Orlando Ballet. He composed, wrote, and starred in this ballet. This is a very odd ballet. Well, it's not odd. It's it's a story that follows... It, it feels like it takes place in the Tim Burton Wonderland universe because it has... The Mad Hatter looks like Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter. But it was a very odd story. It takes place, I, I'm guessing, after the events of Looking Glass. Uh, the Mad Hatter and Alice are married. They have... And... and He's kind of like a tailor and things, and then somehow he ends up back in Wonderland, and there's a Mad Hat. Okay, the reason I don't get it is there is a, like, literally a full page, very small font synopsis of the story. And it's very, it wasn't very easy to follow that synopsis. And the ballet has no dialogue. There's no dialogue. No. Glad I had the experience of going to the ballet. I'm glad I did it. This was the first time that I've actually gone to an actual professional uh, put on ballet. And I am... Ballet is not for me. I did not enjoy the ballet. Do you enjoy the ballet? No. And why I'd rather spend the night with 48 high school seniors. Because I went to grad bash. <laughs> I, I went in fully open to it, wanting the experience. I'm glad I had the experience, but I gotta have a little more. <laughs> but uh, it, ballet is not for everybody. Those that do follow it, kudos to you. You you are better than I am. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, it was an experience out, and I'm glad I did it. And I had a chance to make up my mind if I do or don't. And that was kind of one of the deciding factors into going back to slimming down to just musicals. Because when it comes down to it, I I don't like ballet. I don't like that. Opera, I can tolerate it. Plays aren't bad. If the play is good, I don't mind it. But in my heart, I love musicals. I love stage musicals, movie musicals. I love all kinds of musicals. Even if they're really bad, I can tolerate them. Uh, so it made sense to go back to our roots. Uh, the next one that uh, I saw, uh, sorry, Julie will get to talk eventually, was uh, the Garden Theater in Winter Garden, Florida's uh, production of Billy Elliot the Musical. To prepare for this, I saw Billy Elliot the movie, uh, and I wasn't totally impressed with the movie. There's a lot of people that regard the movie. There's a lot of talk about the movie. I just wanted to slap the kid after a little bit. Like, I just was annoyed. And I, I don't like any movie with boxing, I found out. I don't like boxing. So uh, I had asked Julie after the movie ended that, does is the play better than the movie? And my response was a resounding no. I actually saw, I didn't see the same production that he saw because I saw Billy Elliot um, maybe about four or five years ago um, at the Dr. Phillips Center, and I didn't like it then. I'm not going to like it anymore at the Winter Garden Theater, or the, win the 
Garden Theater and Winter Garden. So it was a hard pass for me on that one too. So um, yeah, I I saw the mute the first off. I went in the theater. It's a small theater. It's really fun because it's an it's an old movie theater, but it looks like a little kind of village inside. It's kind of cute. Uh, but what I noticed going into this was that got me a little excited was the stage setup. It had a phenomenal looking set. It looked great. So I was like, oh, this isn't going to be as bad as I thought it was going to be. This is okay. I like the set. So it starts and it goes and I'm going through it. And if you are not familiar with the story of Billy Elliot, in a nutshell, it's about a boy uh, who... Is grows up in, I believe it's Ireland. Not England, but whatever. No, he goes to London for. Is, is I don't remember. But anyways, uh, he his family he wants to be uh, wants him to be a boxer or trained boxing, and his family are miners. His dad and his brother are miners, and there is a mining strike, so they're put on strike. Billy. Goes to boxing, doesn't love boxing, and one day he stumbles into a ballet class. And he kind of enjoys the ballet class. And he ends up going back to the ballet class and back to the ballet class until his father finds out that he's taken ballet. And that sparks a lot of controversy. He's like a prodigy with ballet too, isn't he? Well, we don't know that at this point. Uh, The teacher sees potential in him. Uh, with a couple of his moves and wants him to go audition for the Royal Ballet School in London. Mm. And his father is like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-mm. Uh, and I believe, yeah, they, they, there's a derogatory term that they call them that <laughs> take it. And uh, he's just like, no, my son is not going to be one of them. And things progress and his father finally starts realizing wisening up and it's just like okay what do we need to do to get billy elliott there they get him there he does the audition boom wins the you know you know he doesn't win it like boom like that but he gets the letter in the mail saying you're accepted and then we see it close with him as a formal dancer years later so the the it started off following exactly like the movie. It, this sticks very true to the movie. It's almost beat for beat the movie. Uh, but as it started going on, I was just kind of, eh, it's the movie again. Um, there was a couple fun things when they do Born a Boogie. They have like LEDs hidden in the the screen, the the backstage. The they have like silhouettes set up on the back of the set, and I liked that. That was fun. Born a Boogie was fun. And then at the end of the show, I was just like, <sighs> I had the same feeling I had when I watched the movie. And today, it, the, the problem I have, a lot of the music is forgettable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elton John can't save it. It just wasn't a story that connected with me or anything that incited me. I did like it. I did enjoy it. it it's one of those, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just there for me. Hard pass for me. So what is it that you didn't like about Billy Elliot? Everything. The I didn't like the music. I didn't like the story. I just everything. Elton John can't save it. I, I thought all the songs were forgettable. Apparently if you're from like England or like over there the story makes a little more sense. Um, but seeing as we are not 
um, then of course, you know, we wouldn't see the relevance. Um, so, uh, there's just nothing I enjoyed about it, honestly. Yeah. So, um, it's one of those, I, I probably wouldn't, if I don't see it again in the next five years, I'd be okay. I could go longer than five years without seeing it again. Because it's probably been about five, and when you told me you were going, I was like, have fun. And, and it's not the, the fault of the cast. The, the cast was phenomenal. Well, I saw the touring show, so, I mean... The, the dance teacher, she was great. The, the kids were really good. The boy that played uh, Elliot, Billy Elliot, was wonderful. So it's not the problem with the cast. And it's, like I said, the sets were incredible. I loved what they did for the production. Uh, it just wasn't anything that moved me or was something that I felt like I needed to remember. And Yeah. Anyways, moving on. So the, uh, the main one of the week is our friends at Moonlight Players Warehouse Theater in Claremont, Florida, put on a production of a, I'd say a little lesser known, uh, yeah. I believe it was an off-Broadway musical called First Date. This is a one-act play, uh, which uh, was different for us. I think this is our first one-act play. And uh, we went into it knowing very little about it. We listened to the cast album on iTunes, listened to some snippets from it, and the music was kind of catchy. Uh, so it is uh, music and lyrics by Alan Zachary and Michael Weiner. Uh, so uh, this is playing April 26th through May 12th. Um, but anyways, a little bit about the, the play. It is about uh, a couple going on a blind first date uh, and the troubles that ensue with a blind date, especially with the modern world I with Google and Facebook and that kind of thing your first reactions to first date um it was cute uh, really I mean I don't know if it's a show that I would ever personally do just because I deal with teenagers and there was some adult content um but and it does deal with dating in the modern world but um it, it was cute definitely very cute I mean I you know I wasn't bored it was very entertaining it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I did not know that it was going to be as comedic as it was. Yeah. It is a very funny show. Um, this isn't like... You wouldn't put it on... I also would say this isn't one that you would probably take children to. No. Not at all. <laughs> Adult content, hence. <laughs> yes. I, this, this one... Uh, well, and, and this is why one of the reasons we feel talking and having a dialogue about shows is important because... Um, if you are not familiar with Broadway and shows, there is no rating system to plays in Broadway. So a lot of it relies on reviews and all. There is a lot of adult content in this yeah. and a lot of jokes that will fly over kids' heads. Yeah. Uh, it's a very simple show. I believe it's mm -hmm. how many in the cast? Seven? Yeah, eight? seven. There were seven cast members. Seven cast members. Very small cast. Uh, they do play several different roles. Mm -hmm. Each very simple setting. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, very simple lighting. Uh, this is the first time that we had a live band at Moonlight. Yeah. Uh, even though you didn't see them, which was an interesting choice. Uh, but uh, we try not to critique too hard on Moonlight and some of these other theaters because they are a non-profit theater and they are doing putting this show on for our pleasure because they enjoy doing it. It so, might have been a staging issue though because they don't have a ton of space. 
shows a lot of times like the orchestra and the live musicians are built into the set but the stage at Moonlight is so small that they might not have had a physical place to put them but if you are listening to this and you have a glob of money build a new theater <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's a lot of issues going on with their theater where it is. Them with that, uh, but it, it's a fun little show. Uh, how long do you think it was? Mm, we went into under two hours, maybe just, an hour forty. Just over an hour and a half. Uh, but if you're in the Central Florida area listening. It's cute. Really cute. Very entertaining. The thing I liked about it, it's an ensemble cast. Um, I But yeah, so it was fun seeing this. Is this is well, like I said, this is our first one act play, and I think this is one of the smallest cast we've seen. Okay. So it's another one of those. I feel like it's almost a play disguised as a musical. Like, you could take the music yeah. out and still enjoy it. Uh, no, but you, with this, because you kind of needed the songs, though, because the songs, like, they would have, they would, a lot of times yeah, they true. would do, like, pauses and, like, flash forward to, um, like, previous relationships or, like, their friend talking to them and whatnot. So, that. Like, you kind of needed the songs to do that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so head on over to MoonlightPlayers.com. Check them out. Uh, they also have two more shows left in their 25th anniversary season. They have June 7th through 16th. They are doing Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor. And we are uh, setting it in a bar. So it's, it's like very like a cheers Yes, we were told this today setup. at the introduction that uh, so, they are changing the setup, and even the postering for it has a very Cheers inspired uh, design. I didn't even notice that. Uh, that I didn't even connect until I they said now. something. Yeah. Um, with our new format, we are de we are. Uh, but it's not necessarily on our on our podcast list. Uh, and following will be July 12th through August 4th will be All Shook Up, which is a jukebox musical of Elvis Presley. I auditioned for it too and did not get in. But after seeing the um, pictures of the cast, I'm not sure <laughs> for what direction they went. But it's fine because one of the performances I couldn't make because I have seen New Kids on the Block. So that should be a very fun and uh, Garden Theater is doing flash dance in July. Yeah. A month for us with going. Summer. Summer. And we still have two shows left in our America series. Um, we have Anastasia in May in about two weeks. And then couple other things with the new podcast format. We are going to start shifting away from a more structured format. I'm going to try to do more structured, more this is beat for beat what we're going to do. And we kind of unedited 
quick little chat together, having a drink of alcohol. Uh, and the other thing is we're not going to be publishing dates of the episodes or talking about the next episodes on the podcast because we don't always know when the next episode is going to be or what works for us on our timeline. And it was getting kind of hard to try to make sure we hit deadlines if we saw a show, making sure we got it out that night, so on and so forth. Uh, but because, uh, like, for example, uh, I'm going to see the 42nd Street uh, theaters here coming up. We have Anastasia coming up on our Broadway Across America tour. Uh, wing it uh, you can check uh, keep us up on Instagram and Twitter for uh, podcast episodes new format anything good bad positive no um, so following us keep checking us out this is like I said this is kind of a hodgepodge episode because we're kind of for the good for both us and for you and so until